I'd rather have the devil for a husband than a poor man. Oh no, she spoke it. Oh she no, she manifested it. And so, it. I will give her a very painful headache, which no physician can cure. So, the devil invented migraine. The king, <laughs> <laughs> uh, king of Cebu had two slaves mm-hmm. named Mabait and Masama. <laughs> I wonder what their personalities are. <laughs> are, you, are you okay? It's a corporate story. <laughs> I'm healing from a lot of my corporate drama. <laughs> That's true. What a roller coaster of a story. Welcome to The Gods Must Be Crazy. I'm Anima. And I'm Ice. And we're your hosts. Yay. And today is... The Gods Must Be Crazy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the Gods Must Be Crazy is a Filipino folklore and mythology podcast. Yes. And today we're going to talk... Um, no, we're going to tackle a little shorty. We wanted yes. to tell you the story of my son-in-law, the devil. Ooh, this so, is part of our series. This is part of our Cozy Cuenta series where we help recount different stories from Filipino folklore. Ooh. And I, I found this one interesting. So we got this story from Filipino Popular Tales. <laughs> Sorry, I'm laughing. Because if like, it's my son-in-law's devil, it's like, well, that's every other mom. <laughs> that's actually, that's just my re-articulation of the title. Okay, okay. But it does in- involve like, The devil being someone's son-in-law. Okay, okay, okay. And it's, I just found that really, really funny. Super funny. But, so, it's it's a story from the collection Filipino Popular Tales, mm-hmm. which was put together by Dean, and, Dean S. Fansler. I think we talked about it in our book recommendations mm-hmm. series. So, obviously, thing to note is this was collated by, I believe, an American. He... He collected and edited all of the stories. Mm-hmm. So he's from Columbia University. So that's just the caveat. Obviously, this was stories collected by, I believe, an American. Mm-hmm. But what I find helpful is they they gathered a lot of stories from the Philippines at that time. And then they classified it into stories that sounded similar to each other. Ooh. And there's a very helpful index at the end for if you want to search for specific topics Ooh. and stuff like that. So... I'm gonna tell two versions of the story. Okay. And it'll be interesting to see like the similarities and, okay. and differences, right? The thing to note about the period of time that this story was gathered is if you guys are familiar with, you know, high school texts of Florante et Laura, oh. Ibo Adarna, and stuff like that. We are, but Grace isn't. Yeah, Grace is not. <laughs> but surely they covered it in Ika. No, in I, she said they covered they covered Florante et Laura. Ibong Adarna, and then that was it. And then uh, there's like, see, see someone and see someone. Like, si Dan at saka si Dong or something like that. <laughs> like, really, it's like, it's like it's like a Judy and John type of story. Uh, and it's like, who are these people? I've never heard of them. Yeah, so the important 
part is that this is a time where there was a lot of, you know, local literature, local writers, but they were very much influenced by a lot of the European kind of fantastical yeah. writing. That's why there's always royalty features. There's like in the princes, stories. there's like magical creatures that yeah. don't really, you know, exist. Yeah. Even the kingdom sounded a little like yeah. Western, like yeah. Berbania, so, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. In the yeah. kingdom of Berbania. So, anyway, so you will see those elements come up okay so this is this story is called the devil and the guachinango guachinango the guachinango is a vagabond okay 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 and the first version of the story comes from pampanga okay there's a second version which sounds has very similar elements but it comes from the tagalog region okay okay so, this story was narrated by Jose Laki of Guagua, Pampanga, and he got the story from his uncle, who heard it from another old Kapampangan storyteller. Laki, L-A-Q-U-I? No, uh, L-A-K-I. Ah. But who's to say it wasn't spelled that way yeah. before? Okay. So, there once lived in the suburb of a town a very religious old widow who had a beautiful daughter, and mm. her name was Piriang. Piriang. <laughs> Filipino nicknames. Yeah. And because she was so beautiful, young men from all over town came to court. Mm. Piriang. And How do you spell Piriang? P-I-R-I-A-N-G. Piriang. Piriang. Okay. Yeah. Who knows? And so she had lots of lots suitors. of suitors and stuff like that. And, you know, her mom would entertain them. But she had a distinct preference for rich suitors. Oh, wow. So she would, like, you know, no. let them in. But if it's a poor, if she knew the suitor was poor, she would not, like, entertain okay, them. Okay, okay, okay. And whenever Piriang's... Piriang... I don't know if it's Piriang or Piriang. Let's say Piriang. Whenever Piriang's friends told her that the man whom she rejected would have been a good match for her. So the mom influenced Piriang. So even she kind of um, preferred rich men okay. to poor men. Well, you can't really help yeah. it. Okay. And whenever her friends told her, oh, why did you reject that why guy? Why did you busted he's, him? He's a really nice guy and whatever, uh-huh, even uh-huh. if he's not rich, you know. And Piriang, you know, was like... Well, well you know, something. I'd rather have the devil for a husband than a poor man. Oh no, she spoke it. Oh she no, she manifested it. And so, one day, the devil came! One day, a devil heard Biryang give this answer to one of her friends. And so he was like, oh, well, I guess, well, I well, guess well, so. Well. <laughs> <laughs> That's a smarmy man voice. Meow, <laughs> 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 Impression of the devil. <laughs> it actually sounds like a Tito of mine. He talks like that. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. so he was. He felt encouraged. He's like, mm. oh, I think that she might accept my advances. So mm. he disguised himself as a young man of noble blood mm-hmm. and went to Peryang's house to offer, you know, his suit. Mm-hmm. And the mother and the daughter received the stranger with great civility, for he appeared to them to be the son of a noble man. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, he looks promising, you mm-hmm. know, because he dressed really well. And, you know, he, he'd he been going there for like a few weeks. He's very persistent. And oh, my like, oh, he's look, he looks rich. He's very promising. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and so the old widow, Perry Young's mom, told him, okay, you you should come prepared to be married on the following Tuesday. Umbilis. No, he's been there for he went there for okay. a few weeks. <laughs> but weeks. Weeks long. <laughs> so on Sunday, mm-hmm. before the wedding day, he had a long conversation with Piriang. He asked her, he was like, Oh, can you cause she she always wore like a cross. Oh necklace. no. And then he would go. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, no. He said he calmly. It said here he calmly asked her, "Oh, can you take off that necklace because it makes you look ugly." <laughs> he nagged her. Oh, he was God. nagging her until removed. Oh no! He's like, I don't think like you know it doesn't match the aesthetic or whatever. He's like, take, can you take off the you know the cross? It's not. She's asking her to denounce nice. to denounce God. And, and, and she she said she said no. I've been wearing this since I was a child. You know, like mm-hmm. I, I I don't want to remove it. And when he left, Young told her mother what he asked her to do. So of course the mom was like concerned. Like oh. why would he ask her to do that? went to church and she went to the priest and she told the priest like oh you know my daughter's gonna be married to this guy blah blah but you know he was asking her to take off the cross from her neck so the priest said that I think that that man is a devil because no man as a son of God would say that a cross made one who wore it look ugly I mean I mean okay okay and then yung ng cross parang Madonna yung pala Yung pala five inches okay, okay. The priest, So the priest gave the mother a small image of the Virgin Mary. And he said, when you, when, so what you do is you take this and you show it to the guy. And if, if he turns his back on the image, when, <laughs> if he turns his back on the image when you show it to him, you have to Tie, tie him around the neck with your sintas. And the sintas is not... It's, shoelace. It's, a, it's not shoelace as we use it today. A sintas used to be a holy belt worn by women. What? Apparently. I also was not aware of that. I didn't know that. Then, after you tie him with the sintas, you have to put him in a large jar. What? And bury him at least 21 wait, feet wait, under the ground. That escalated very quickly. <laughs> He's the devil. You show him a picture. So he, he turns so, away. So you tie him up, put him yeah. in a jar. First, you have to find a giant jar. Yeah. Yeah. And then bury him 21 feet. 20, specifically 21 feet. Who can dig 21 feet? Okay. So... So the mom went home and she was very stressed out because, oh my God, I can't believe I, I allowed my daughter to be engaged with the devil, you know? So she told Piriyang not to talk with the guy because, you know, she's afraid that he's the devil. So that night, he came with his friend and, you know, the the friend who came up with him, like, dressed like him, love very rich, whatever. So they graciously let them into their home and they started talking about the details of the wedding. Mm-hmm. And then, like, in the between the conversation... <laughs> The mom like suddenly like took out the picture of the Virgin Mary. And the two men both turned their backs on her. <laughs> Thank you, Anna, for the sound effects. She so she immediately wound her sintas around the neck of the bridegroom. I don't know what happened to the other guy. We never hear away. of him again. And Tyr Young came with a dried tail of the stingray. Oh the pagi. The pagi tail. Yeah. Buntut pagi. Buntut pagi. In her right hand and she whipped him. As hard as she could. Take note, this was not in the instructions of the priest. I know, I know. Peryang did it herself. I know. She's so mad. <laughs> so the buntot paki, the tail of the stingray. And then the two fork together forced him to get into the large jar. What? Where did he even find a jar to fit a man in? I guess he... Well, had it handy. It, it was one of those like preservation things. Oh, I guess. Storage stuff. We had lots of jars in the past. So... 
After warning him not to come back to earth again, the old woman covered the jar with a piece of cloth that she wet with holy water. Okay. That's how she sealed it. And so the uh, and the other devil just disappeared. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, there was a last step to this, right? Bury him 21 Bury him. Feet. But obviously, she's an old lady. Peryang's just a young woman. Like, how mm. can they do it, right? So the next morning, a guachinango uh, a gu- a or a vagabond, like someone who's just mm-hmm. like roaming around. Um, a transient. Ha- yeah. A nomad <laughs> happened to pass by. A digital nomad. He's a digital nomad. <laughs> so he happened to pass by, and she was like, "Oi, come here, come here!" She called him, and he showed. She showed him the jar, and she said, "I'm gonna give you ten pesos." Wow, which was a large amount of money okay. at that time, right? Oh. She's like, "I will give you ten pesos if you bury this jar twenty-one feet below the ground." And he's like, oh, 10 pesos, why not, right? Like, he, he's looking for, how, like, it's a, gig, gig, it's a gig economy. He's looking for a gig. Because he's a digital nomad. Yeah, he's a vagabond, right? <laughs> so he agreed. So he put the jar on, like, he set it on his right shoulder. You know, mm-hmm. he was carrying it. And then he set out. When he reached a quiet place, he suddenly heard whispering <gasps> behind him. And he, he stopped. He was looking around. He couldn't see anything. And then he put the jar in the ground to rest for a few minutes. And then he realized that the whispers were coming from the jar. So creepy. And so he was like, what are you? Are you are you a man or are you a devil? Why are those the only options? I have no idea. <laughs> what, if he was a, what if he was a woman? Or what if he was a fairy? Yeah. Bakit only man and devil? Or what if it's, you know, it's kimchi, it's fertilizing, like there's I a, know, it's just talking, it's just... It's just the sound of the fermentation. Anyway. What if it was like the, the uh, what do you call it in a sourdough? A starter. Remember that sourdough? Yeah, yeah it's, the a fer- sour- it's a uh, the book fertilizer. Sourdough the, by the, Robin. It was a singing, it singer. was a singing... Yeah, Robin Sloan. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, aside. <laughs> Where was I? So okay. he, he put it down. And and the, and the jar was like, I am a devil, my friend. The old woman forced me to go into the jar. And he was like, be kind to me and, and set me free. And then the guy was like, I got paid. I have to obey this like, is fair. the yes. lady. Like, yeah. In fact, I will bury you even deeper than 21 <sighs> feet under the ground. And then the devil said, if you bury me just three feet deep, I will give you a large sum of money. Oh. And the vagabond's like, well, you know, times are hard. I mean, in a it's gig a gig economy. economy. <laughs> 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 okay. And he said, okay, fine. I will bury you just 1.5 feet deep. Okay. If you can give me much more, more, money, more money than what she's giving me. And the devil's like, okay, I'll give you 500 pesos. <gasps> Dig the ground near the stump of the mabola tree. Mm-hmm. And there you will find the money. In a dirty black purse. I'm, I'm looking what a mabola tree looks okay. like. But keep, continue, continue. So, after the guachinango, so the guachinango buried him 1.5 feet. And then he went to the mabola tree and then he took the money. And then he went to the nearest village and he played the casino. At the casino. I'm assuming it's not a casino casino. Maybe it's, it's like a sakla. Like maybe a peria or yeah, sabungan or whatever. It doesn't matter. So he gambled away the money. Okay. And as soon he as went he went to Monte Carlo <laughs> and gambled. And as soon as he lost, so he lost all his money. Jesus Christ! That's why he's a vagabond. Yeah. As soon as he lost all his money, he returned to the devil and he said, 
I lost all the money you gave me. I will now bury you 21 feet deep. And then the devil said, no, no, no. Don't bury me so deep, my friend. I can give you twice as much money as I gave you before. You will find it in the same place that you found the other one. So the Wachinango took the money and went to the village again to gamble. Stop gambling! And again, he lost the money. Jesus He returned to the devil and he asked the devil, Why do I always lose the money you give me? Like, it's the devil's fault. Yeah? And the devil said, I don't know. I gave you 1,500 pesos already and you don't have a single cent. It's gambling. And he's like, I already gave you 1,500 pesos. Like, like, you have to set me free now. And then, oh wait, this whole time the devil's like just buried. in the jar. Yeah, he's okay, still okay, okay. And the Guachinango's like, no, I won't let you go. In fact, I'll bury you 39 feet now. Random. That's so specific. And then the devil said, wait, wait, wait. I have a plan, actually. Okay. And I think you'll really benefit from the plan. But before I can explain the plan, I have a question. Do you want to marry the daughter of the king? Okay. And then the Guachinango's like, Hmm. Hmm. That means I'm gonna be king someday. That mm-hmm. doesn't sound too bad. But how can you make me the husband of a princess when you're only a devil and nothing but a poor Wajinango? Mm-hmm. And the devil said, As soon as you set me free, I will enter the mouth of the princess and I will go into her brains. Like, okay. like possess like the princess. Like There are many acts to this story. Yeah, there are. And I will give her a very painful headache which no physician can cure. So the devil invented my dream. The, <laughs> the king will then make an announcement saying that he that he who can cure Anyone his daughter who can cure it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. will marry her. This is a very Florentet Laura thing. It's a common trope. When you hear this announcement, go to the palace at once and offer your services to the king. And as soon as you reach the princess, tell me that you're there and I will leave her immediately. And then when she gains her, you know, health and she gets better, you can go and get married her. But don't forget. Because that's the only thing you need to do to exactly. convince a woman to marry you. Exactly. Hey, I've had migraines. Yeah. And if a guy can make my migraines disappear, I might just consider marrying him. Mm. Have you had a really bad migraine? I have. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. So the devil said, don't forget. You have to go. And then I will help you. Mm-hmm. So the Guachinango got convinced because obviously he wants to be the king. Yeah. So he liberated the devil and then he immediately set out for the city. Mm-hmm. And he hadn't been there three days, but you already heard soldiers going around and announcing to the people that, that the princess was sick. Yeah, he can cure the princess, can marry her. Okay. So the Guachinango stopped the soldiers and he was said, I actually can cure mm-hmm. the princess. Like, let me help. So they took him before the king. And it's so funny. A written agreement was made. They had a contract. Oh, I like it. Yeah. Very modern. So if he could cure the princess in three days, if he could not cure the princess in three days, he would lose his life. But if okay. he could cure the princess, he, the, then he could marry very her. Very extreme. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. High risk, high reward. I know. You know, and he's a gambler, so he's like, yeah, sure. Oh, okay. okay so okay. the Guachinango was then brought to the princess's room and he approached her and then he was, he, you know, called his devil friend. He's like, Hey, hey, Mr. Devil. It's me. It's me. You have to leave the princess now, right? And the devil didn't want to leave. Oh, no. And he's like, hey, didn't we have a deal, remember? Like, mm. you have to leave the princess now so that yeah. I can marry her. You promise me. You promise me. And the devil didn't want to leave. He's like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get killed yeah, yeah, if yeah. you don't, don't leave. leave. And the devil's like, sure. Sure. Because he wanted to get his revenge. 
Of course, because he left him buried there for like 1,500 pesos worth. Yeah, exactly. And he said, That's and you mean. know what's even better? The what? devil said, when you die, your soul is going to go to hell. Because he made a deal with the devil. I will see you in hell. Mm-hmm. So the Guachinango got more and more desperate. And on the morning of the third day, he thought of a plan. Wait, this isn't done yet. Okay. He thought of a plan to, to get rid of the devil. So he told the king, okay. I finally figured out how to cure the princess. He said, I want you to ring all the bells in the churches around the kingdom. God, that's going to be so bad for her migraine. Exactly. Oh my God. And he, and then, well, and then I want everyone in the castle to say, here she is. She's finally coming. She's coming. She's coming. And the king was like, what does this mean? And he's like, just trust me. Like, it's going to work. Just trust me. So, they did it. They were ringing all the church bells mm-hmm. and whatever. And then people around the palace were saying, were saying here, here she comes, is. here she is. And the Guachinango approached the princess, you know, with the devil still inside the princess. He told the devil, guess who's coming? The old lady. The old lady. And the, with with the her sintas. Yes, and her buntot pagi. Yeah. Okay. She's coming here. And the devil was like, Fuck. No! Fuck! So he left the princess and he disappeared. Ah. And the next day, the Gochinango was married to the princess. And they live happy. They lived however they lived. We okay. don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I hope, well, I hope they live happily. I hope he didn't stop gambling. Who knows? I don't know. He probably gambled away the entire kingdom's yeah, fortune. That's true. That's but true. she didn't have any more migraines. What a roller coaster of a story. I know. So many things happen. And it reminds me, it's, it's you're right. It's, it's, it's got a lot of familiar themes. Yeah. It's got a lot of familiar wittingness. A lot of old fairy tales were always like, a poor peasant man or woman gets married to the prince or princess mm-hmm. type of situation, you know. Mm-hmm. It's very, I mean, that's the blueprint of a lot of her telenovelas. Yeah, I like so it. that's a Kapampangan version. Okay, okay, I like it. There's a Tagalog version. Okay. And it has a lot of similar themes as well, but there are also big significant differences. Mm-hmm. The story is entitled Mabait and the Duende. Okay. Because remember, the usage of devil and duende, a lot of times it's really just like a spirit. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. for all we know, the quote-unquote devil in the first story could have been Anuno, who yeah. was trapped, or an encanto, or something, right? So yeah. it's a very loose term for like an entity. A non-human uh, entity. A non-human entity. Mabait means good. Kind. Good or kind. Good or kind. Yeah. So, Mengita, a king of Cebu. So, this is strange because it's a Tagalog story, mm-hmm. but it's about the kingdom of Cebu. Okay. Yeah, I guess because it's far enough away. Yeah, so like, oh, they be, must have a kingdom that, there. And also weird things happen because yeah. it's far away and we can't verify it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, Mengita, a king of Cebu, had two slaves mm-hmm. named Mabait and Masama. <laughs> oh, no. Masama is like evil. evil. So, yeah. good and evil, basically. Okay. Like, <laughs> so I wonder what their personalities remember, are. Remember remember the, the, the small people in Itwilaga? Mahal and Mura. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, anyway. So, Mengita the king had two slaves, Mabait and Masama. Mabait was honest and hardworking, but Masama was lazy mm-hmm. and envious. And so, so it, you know, Mabait nearly did all the hard work in the palace. Mm-hmm. So, because, you know, he was, Masama was just lazy. He was just like hanging around. 
And so everyone admired him and the king. But you know, they kept Mabait employed because and wouldn't promote Mabait into a higher role because he was doing the job, even though her teammates were lazy. And are, you, are you okay? It's a corporate story. <laughs> <sighs> Anyways, I'm healing from a lot of my corporate trauma. That's <laughs> true. That's true. Where was I? So he, so Mabait did all yeah, the chores. Yeah, so he was like the king's favorite. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Masama, who was addicted to gambling. <gasps> Common theme. What is all the gambling going on? Was really jealous of Mabait. Okay, okay. So one night, one night while Mabait was asleep, a duende <gasps> woke him up and said, I've seen how hard you work uh-huh. and how uh, how honest and hardworking you are. Mm-hmm. And I want to be your friend. Okay. And I think that means that like, you know, a he reward. had like a guardian who would mm-hmm. help him out and stuff like that. And so Mabaet was amazed, but he was also kind of scared. He was like, what is, what is this? Can I trust this person? And he looked at the duende carefully and saw that it resembled, it resembled a very small man with long hair and a white beard. So it's a white duende. Remember okay, okay. from our last episode. <coughs> is the white duende the suerte to Sugal or is that the red one? It's the suerte one. It's the okay, suerte okay. One. So he, he stood about a foot high. It had a red shirt and a pair of green trousers. Eee. And a golden cap and a pair of black shoes. I guess this is the Western yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. influence already. And so Mabuet was thinking about it, but he was like, eventually he's like, I, I don't want to be friends with an evil spirit. And the duende was like, I'm not evil. I'm a duende. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm white. I'm white bearded. I don't know what duendes are. So, I don't know if oh, I can be your friend. Oh, okay. And he was like, you know, Duendes are wealthy and powerful spirits. You know, we can perform magic. And if mm-hmm. you're a friend of us, you'll be very fortunate. Okay. You know, we'll take care of you. But it was like, how did you get here? Good question. And he's like, listen, when Lucifer was an angel, a contest in creating animals arose between him and God. He and his followers were defeated. Why would they? Why would they? Why? I have no idea. Yeah. He and his followers were defeated and thrown into hell. Many angels in that contest belonged neither to God's side nor to Lucifer's. They were dropped on the earth. Those that fell in the forest became Tikbalangs, Ikis, and Manananggals. And those in the sea became mermaids and vermin. But those in the cities became duende. Okay. So remember, I think it was all the way back in our Mananangal episode. Yes. Because in the movie Chanak, yes. this was the explanation for why Chanaks exist. Oh. That there was a war between heaven and hell. Oh. And the people who fought against heaven, the people, the angels who fought against heaven, went all the way down to hell. But the ones who chose neither side, who remained oh. neutral, were also punished. They were like, you can't be in heaven, but you're not bad enough to be in hell. Okay. So you're gonna exist so in the like material. So they're like the complicit people. Yeah, like yeah. you know, if you don't choose a side, like fine. Yeah, so that was the supposed origin of, of, of the swans okay. and the duendes and stuff like that. And mermaids. And then Mabait was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, I think I've heard this story. Okay, I, yeah, I yeah, think I, I saw Tiana. I, <laughs> I'm a Janice the Belen fan. Exactly, Malakni Janice. And so he's like, "Okay, I think I know what this are." So the duende said, Now let our friendship last forever. I'm ready at any time to help you with your undertakings. Mm-hmm. And so from that time on, Mabait and duende were very good friends. And the duende gave Mabait, this is a currency I've never heard before, two or three Isabels. 
What's an Isabel? So in Cuba, the the currency is like an Isabelina. It's like I guess a peso. Maybe because of kind of maybe equivalent. because the Queen, the Infanta yeah. Queen Isabel. Isabel, yeah, yeah, exactly. So basically, the bank give mabayat money every day, you know, just like an extra little reward. And at the end of the month, because you know he didn't really spend that much, he'd saved so much money, and he bought you know like stuff to treat himself. He bought a nice hat. He bought like some pairs of nice shoes, and Masama noticed. And he's so jealous. And Masama obviously who gambled, right? He was like, Where's but he but mabayat is poor. Yeah. Like, where is he getting all the money to do all of these things? So he confronted Mabayat. He was like, where did you get the money? You stole it, didn't you? Oh, no. And then Mabayat is very honest, right? He's not gonna... Like, yeah, it's like, I got a friend. It's like, no, I have a friend who gives it to me. And then Masama was like, who's your friend? Oh, a duende. Mm-hmm. And Masama, because you're so jealous, he went to the king. And he said, Master... Mabait, your favorite slave, He's has stealing. a friend, and oh. the friend is a duende. And if you let the duende live, it's gonna be bad luck for all of us. No, no, he's so ingitero. And as Mabait said, this is how he's getting all his wealth, and he's planning to take your daughter as his wife. Wait, that again? Escalated. Sudden, <laughs> sudden escalation, but okay. Yes, you know, evil people. So, so the king was like, what? What the hell? He's just a slave and whatever. So he got so But like, angry. why did he believe Masaba? He's Masaba. He should be... Yeah, the like, name. Second anyway. guess. Second guess. So he, he got so angry, he summoned Babaet. And he punished him by beating his palms with a piece of oh, leather. No. And he ordered the sir, his servants to find the duende and to kill it. Oh no. So the duende was like, oh no, people are hunting me, whatever. He found a small jar. A jar again. And then he hid inside the jar. Okay, 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 okay. And that's what Masama was waiting for. Oh, no. So Masama saw the duende hide in oh, the jar. No. And he covered the mouth of the jar with a piece of a saint's dress. So a holy cloth. Oh. So that the duende could not escape. Mm-hmm. And then the duende was like, let me out, let me out. Open the jar, please. I'm going to give you uh, ten Isabels. Okay, okay. I don't know how much that is. So anyway. So Masama goes. That's so cute. Masama goes. Give me the money first. Okay. Right? And so the duende gave Masama the money, and you know what he did? He oh. went to the sabungan, the cockpit. In gamble. Yeah, he went to the cockpit immediately without even opening the jar, and he immediately lost the money. Of course. He went back to the duende and said, "Friend, friend, give me ten more Isabels, and I will open the jar." And when they was like, he learns fast, faster than yeah. the earlier devil. He was like, I know that you're going to cheat me. Yeah. I, just let me out of the jar. And I promise that you shall have the princess here for your wife. And then Masama was like, what? I can marry the princess? And the duende was like, yes, yes. And he was like, but how can you make her love me? Oh. And, and then, then the duende goes, I will enter her abdomen. I will talk, laugh, and do everything to make her afraid. I will not leave her for anybody but you. And then Masama was like, Oh, I like that plan. Good, good, good. So he opened the jar. Mm-hmm. And then when they flew away to the princess's tower, mm-hmm. only a few weeks after that, a proclamation came from the king. And it said, The princess, my daughter, has something in her abdomen. It speaks and it laughs. 
and no one knows what it is and no one can force it to come out. Whoever can cure my daughter shall be my heir and son-in-law. Mm-hmm. But he who tries and fails shall lose his head. Mm-hmm. So when Masama heard this... Wait, wait where's Mabute in all of this? Mabait in all Here this? Here you go. Okay. So when Masama heard this, he said to Mabait, as okay. he's trying to set Mabait up, he's like, oh, why don't you try to cure the princess? <sighs> he's so mean and you're, cunning. He said, you're the only one who can cure her. And Mabait was like... Oh, come on. You're just trying to flatter me. Oh. Of course, I can't do that. And Masama was like, Oh, I'm not flattering you. It's the Twende. It's your friend, you know? Mm-hmm. It's in her, He's in her abdomen. And I'm sure no one can persuade them to come out but you. So go, go. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sure good luck is waiting for you. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So it was like, Well, why not? Like, you know. Also, I want to help her out because yeah, I'm a can, nice guy. I can try it out, you know? But before he went to the king, he first went to the church and he prayed to Batala. Uh-huh. That he might be successful in his undertaking. Uh-huh. So Mabait went to church first, and Masama saw that he went to church. And he said to himself, I know that it's not good luck, but it's death that awaits him. Because he knew that, like, if you failed, you were gonna get killed. Right? Yeah, so he was yeah. setting up for failure. And when he's dead, I will finally not have anyone to be jealous of anymore. Uh-huh. So. He set out for the princess's tower and made sure to get there first okay. before Mabait got there. Mm-hmm. And then he told the king that he could cure the daughter. And so he went, he was brought into the princess's room and he touched her abdomen. <gasps> and then he said, who are you? Okay. And then the voice said, I'm the duende. I'm your friend. And he said, why are you there? I want to be here. And he said, go away. No, I won't. Oh. And he was like, don't you know me? You remember me? Remember, it's me. Whatever, you know? It's me. And the duende was like, yeah, I know you. You're Masama. And no. you cheated me once. Oh, well, it's a different voice. So now... I Sorry. So the duende said, yeah, I know you. You're the guy who cheated me once. This is no. your reward. So he didn't leave. And... So Masama could not cure the princess. Oh no. And he got executed. Oh no. Yep. Yep. And then eventually Mabait came and told the king that he could cure the princess. And he was again given permission to try. And he said to the duende, Who are you? Mm-hmm. And he said, Oh, I'm the duende, I'm your friend. And he's like, Will you please come out of the princess's abdomen? Please. And then the duende's like, Okay, because you're my friend, I'm gonna do it for you. So he Left the princess for the poor princess. We didn't even we don't even hear a word from the princess. Of course, why why should you? She's not an important character. That's in true. The story. So Mabait was married to the princess, was crowned king eventually, and lived happily with his friend the duende. It didn't say that he lived happily with the princess. He lived happily with his friend the duende. <laughs> and that's the story. Oh my god, that's so funny. But I like all these tricksing, tricksing, tricksing stories. Yeah. Did you ever hear about the story of the... It's not a Filipino one, but mm. we can take it out. But the story of the soldier who captured death? No. Where's so, it from? It's from Russia. Mm-hmm. And it's... So there used to be a Jim Henson storyteller. So we took out that part because it's a Russian story and not really related to this Filipino story. But... If you do want to hear it, it's available on our Patreon. So log on to our Patreon and check it out. So that's the story of the devil and the son-in-law. Oh, so good. Uh, Better the devil you know is the name of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. That's true. Right? It the is. Because that's the girl say. 
That's what the girls Or said. the dangers of, of gambling. <laughs> the dangers of gambling. This is a PSA. I know. Against gambling. Don't gamble. Really, ultimately. But yes, that's our cozy quanto for today. Let us know if you guys liked it. If you want to hear similar stories. It's more of these like little... I say little. This is 45 minutes. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Well, if, you took out, if they take out some portions, that's this true. will be like 30 minutes. 30 minutes. Let's see. <laughs> we hope you guys enjoyed it. Until next time. Anima. Where can they find us? They can find us at thegodsmustbecrazy.pod on Instagram, Facebook, and also on Patreon. And they can listen to us on Anchor.fm where we're housed. And also Spotify where most people listen to us and can answer fun little quizzes. Also on Apple Podcasts as well and anywhere actually that you can podcast. Yeah. but check us out. Um, give us a review if you can. Yeah, feel free to send us any uh, messages, suggestions for future episodes. And most importantly, uh, help share the podcast um, or your favorite episode with your friends, with people who you think might be interested in mythology. The best way to help is to get the word out uh, so more people can learn about our stories. Yay! Till next time, guys. Bye! Bye, bye, bye! bye.